You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, thumbs up for Edward. We do this podcast for you. It's called the Alan Jerry Podcast. Like a post, I don't know what we call it. What's up, Alan? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, so uh, yesterday we discussed that I was heading to the dentist after I'm, the... I, you know, I was going to ask you this yeah. morning, and I said, nope, that was a podcast thing. I'm going to wait right. to get the response. Podcast. I said I was going to the dentist. I was concerned that... Uh, you know, you had told me about uh, eating sunflower seeds on the ride home to keep me awake, which it does awesomely. Yeah. But the shells are hard unless they've been sitting in your mouth for a long time. Then they soften up. But when you first put the shells in, your, you know, the, the sunflower seeds in your mouth, you want to start cracking them right away and start eating. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, I got in the habit of cracking them on the same teeth on the right side of my jaw. And I was concerned of I'm not sure what phrase I use. You used. called it micro fractures. I, Microchips. Yeah, micro fractures in my teeth yeah. from uh, cracking these shells. So I did my dental exam. They did clean the teeth. They said everything looks good. Any questions? And I almost wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want him to look for trouble. But he's your brother-in-law. He's my brother-in-law. And I said, oh, yeah. I go, remember I asked you, told you I've been eating a lot of sunflower seeds. I go, uh, can you just check my teeth there? I said, because I'm using the same thing. So he goes, uh, yeah. So he takes a look. He goes, yeah. He goes, you're fine. Their teeth. He goes, your teeth are very strong. <laughs> yes. I said, yeah. I said, I don't know. Just see. He goes, he goes, he goes first. He goes, are you crunching on the shells? <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm cracking the shells. Right. Crack them, open them, eat the seeds, spit the shell out. Yeah. And he said, no, you're, you're fine. Your teeth are very strong. You yes. Know? I said, oh, I go, what about this? I said, I'm also eating a lot of raw baby carrots, and they feel very hard on my teeth. He said, that could be a problem if you have a an old school filling okay. in the tooth oh, you're sure. using. He said, because it weakens the tooth, and they could that could pop out, the right, old school filling. but that's fillings. not your teeth. Right. So that's, that's not, not my teeth. That's not a fair comparison. Yes. That's like saying I had something to eat that was a little... Harder than normal, and the uh, the cat popped out. Well, that's not my tooth. Yeah. It's fake. It, it is wild if you... And I think one of your sons recently got his uh, wisdom teeth yeah, out, right? Yeah, Matthew got all four of them taken yeah. out. Yeah. And when I had mine taken out, it is wild how big oh, yeah. 
a tooth actually oh, is, that how far, how far it goes down in the gums it goes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I the, know the legs, the four legs on a tooth. It's crazy. Yes, I know. It's I know, insane. So when you think about breaking teeth, we, I, I think the assumption is like the tooth just ends right, right at there. your gum line, right? And where no, you don't realize how far. It's only it half goes. of it. Yeah, the other half digs deep. It's like an iceberg, Jerry. It is crazy. It's the underneath I, part you have to watch. It is nuts. Yeah. So I was happy that I um, didn't have any uh, tooth problems. Yeah. Yep, me too. So I was very excited. Yep. Never want tooth problems. Never want tooth God, problems. Tooth problems. Yeah. That's why you have to like uh, on nights when I am lazy and I don't feel like flossing, I always floss because I think you. I don't want tooth problems. Or when I'm yeah. lazy and I don't want to brush my teeth at night. I don't think I've ever had that. I have. The flossing I for sure have passed on. Yeah. Brushing the teeth, that is a no chance. That's disgusting. There have been times in my past when I got home really late, like from out, and I'd be like, you know what? In You're the morning, good. I'm good. I'm just laying down here. Maybe it's I'll fine. maybe just don't I'll go out then in the morning without brushing your teeth. Maybe I'll swish with Listerine and go to bed. Well, that's fine. That's still doing work. Because really, that's where we should be right now in tooth care. That just swishing with the solution should be good. Yeah, because I'm getting in between all yeah, the teeth. You would think so. Right? You would think so. But we're not there yet. Yeah. Who we do I talk to? It's like streaming. We haven't perfected it yet. Yeah. Maybe my brother-in-law, who is the dentist, maybe I work with him on... Design a new solution. Yeah. Where you just... And I had to do that Al thing. <laughs> yeah, it would be so funny if you're a mouthwash mogul. Mouthwash mogul. You remember his days in radio? Now he's a mouthwash mogul. <laughs> he had the idea of making a mouthwash. That's strong enough where you wherein you don't need brushing. Probably would be awesome. It's a it's a mouthwash, teeth whitening, stain cleaning, um, all those things. I think they have it. It's called bleach. Bleach. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that would be if you ever came up with that, you'd be printing money. Yes, and when I went to the dentist yesterday, I had to use their bathroom to brush my teeth because I right. don't I don't want to go in. I had to take a dump. No, I did not take a dump. No way. That's a single bathroom that's right in the middle of everything. <laughs> you cannot take a dump in there. What if you have to? Uh, I don't know. And I did have to go to the bathroom. When I got home, I woo, ran right into the bathroom because <laughs> my stomach was not feeling good. Got it. Yeah. Uh, now I got another dilemma I want you to help me out with here. <laughs> What's the matter? Trying to just decide between a pork chop and chicken tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had salmon last night, so tonight is a chicken night, oh, Jerry. Okay. I'm going right back. Oh, but by the way, I did uh, another big thing I did yesterday, Jerry. Um, I did make actual eggs, and I cracked the eggs not without, that hard. without getting the shell in. Good for you. I told you, not that hard. I did three eggs. Nice. I whisked it with yep. a fork. Now, did you put water or milk in? Probably no, water, right? I didn't do anything. Oh, you put water in to make it fluffier. Oh, really? Hmm. How much water? Not much. Very a little bit like yeah. These were very uh, not fluffy. Yeah, you want to put like an ounce of water in it, and then you whisk it with the water, and it just adds a little fluff. Really? Now, don't get me wrong. You're not getting poofy eggs. I don't yeah. mean that, but they're not going to come out like as you said flat. Yeah, I kind of like the flat eggs. Well, that's fine because they were. <laughs> of course you do. Because they were almost crispier a little bit. Well, that depends. Now you can do that with any eggs. You cook them a little longer. But if you want them just a little thicker and fluffier, you add some water to it. All right. Just a, I saw because the, the, the other morning uh, on Sunday, Gina made eggs. Yeah. And I saw her pouring milk, and I go, what are you doing? Yeah. She goes, I'm cooking. Do not bother me. 
Yeah, well, I, I did like, milk for the longest milk? time, and then one time we didn't have milk, I added water, and I actually found the water to be a little bit better. Really? Yeah. All I've right. always used water ever since. Good tip, Jerry. Yeah. I made three eggs. I could use one more. Four eggs, I think, okay. is my... That was lunch? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. If that's all you're eating, four eggs is fine. 70 calories an egg, so it's a 280-calorie lunch. It's perfect. 70 calories an egg, you said? Yes, with the yolk and everything. Yeah. Correct. Yep. And I think the egg white, if you only have egg whites, I think it's like 20 calories an egg. So you're getting a lot of, as you say, the nutrients from the yolk. Yes, I am. Yep. I'm yoking up my uh, nutrients. Okay, here's my dilemma, Jerry. You know I don't like to do anything other yes. than go you to dinner. You love doing nothing. I like going to dinner. Yeah. I occasionally like to go see live concerts. Correct. But everything has to fall in line. You right. know what I mean? It's generally has got to be yeah. close to me, like Asbury Park. On a Friday night. On a Friday yeah. or a Saturday. Yeah. Um, or if it's somebody that I don't get to see very often, like someone who doesn't come around often, sure. uh, like Bruce Springsteen, I'm going to the garden, mm-hmm. but it's a Saturday night. Right. So one of my favorite bands, that's not a big band. Chicago. No, my band, my band Too Much Joy that I like. Too Much Joy? Yeah. I've that's never heard of them. Annie, who used to work here, her brother's band. Really? Yeah. So Too Much Joy is this like alternative rock band. How do I not know them? Uh, they didn't have many radio hits. Oh, okay. But they were popular in like the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. I'm going to go 89 to 88 to like 92. Sure. Somewhere there. Maybe 94. So I do love them. They did a reunion one-time show when the drummer, who was an NYPD cop, retired. Right. They're doing shows again for the first time in 15 years. Okay. But they're only doing like they're doing one in Boston, one in New York, uh, uh, one somewhere else. So what's the problem? You're going to go see them, right? They're playing the Mercury Lounge in New York on a Sunday. You take Monday off. It's during football season. So what? Honestly, so what? You know, cool games you don't want to miss. I got gotcha. you. You don't want to miss your fraudulent five. I think we've proven we can do that on another day. We don't do it on Monday anyway. So what? Like, if there was, you know what's so funny about that? If there was ever a day for you actually to take off, because there's so much for them to talk about. Like, not that they need me or Eddie anyway, but if there was actually a day to take off, it's a Monday. Loaded with crap to discuss. Take the day off and go have fun for Christ's sake. Interesting. When is this? This Sunday? <laughs> no, no. But it's this month. It's the last Sunday okay. of the month. So you take it off. October 30th, I guess that would be. Yeah. So take off Halloween. And we'll make a, we'll make a joke. We'll say you're, you want to take off to go you know, trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treating. Either that or be the creepy old guy that's, uh, you know, that's preying on the children. <laughs> we, we can have fun with it. I would take off and just go do it. Like go into New York City? Uh, it's a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Right, I could uh, I could take the train to Sea Caucus, and then take I uh, drive yep. to Sea Caucus, take the train in. Yep. Where, right. Where's the Mercury Lounge as opposed to the Garden? How far is I'm it? I'm not from sure there? where the oh, Mercury okay. Lounge is. But you might know. It's actually I think it's like on 11th Avenue, so I think okay. it's it's pretty close. I'm going to Google well, that. Well, 11th and what though? If it's 11th and 80th, I mean. No, no, no. It, it's not 11th and 80th. Because I, I, I know I, I saw something there years ago. Okay. And I even think I went to lunch there once, like during oh, the really? day. Yeah. Let me see, Jerry. Mercury Lounge. I would say go. 
I know you said it might be the last time you see them. That's true. Uh, East Houston Street. Oh, okay. So just on the other right side. Right here. Well, are we west or east here? I don't know. Oh, we're the west. The East River is by uh, Queens. Oh, okay. Yeah, then it's on the east side, but right here. I could probably even just walk. Decision made. You're taking off October 30th. Or, I'm sorry, October 31st. Okay. I'll put Go that to in show. today then, I guess. Yes. I'm glad you talked me into it, Jerry. Go to your show. Live, you're saying. Yes. Live. I did steal that. I put that in the calendar. Yeah, oh, good. Live, damn it. Live. But a part live. of it as part of a whole yeah. phrase. Okay. Yeah. Live, damn it. Live. Mercury Lounge. Jerry, the Mercury Lounge is a place where indie headliners and up-and-comers have kept this small music venue crowded since the 90s. Okay. Hmm. How about the idea? I thought of this driving in. So I was listening to, I listen to Sal like I do for half the ride. Yeah. And then I listened to um, KROQ out of Los Angeles. I streamed it on the Odyssey app, which I got to tell you, I know we get people that tweet us about how bad the app is. Yeah. I love the app. I'm, not, I'm with you. I've not had any issues. I have no issues with it. And I listen to K-Rock in L.A., the fan in Dallas. Sometimes I stream this at home um, in the kitchen with the Alexa or whatever. And I'm not saying this because they're asking us to or we're getting paid to. We're not. The Odyssey app is phenomenal. Anyway, so I stream K-Rock driving in, I guess, from about 325 to 4 o'clock, about 35 minutes. And I'm listening. No doubt they were playing some new stuff. But then, you know, there's Weezer and there's Green Day and then there's a Pearl Jam song. And I'm sitting there thinking, when I started driving in 1991 is when I really started. I mean, I always listen to music for sure, but I really got into music in 91 in the car. Um, and you start to think about in the early 90s, you know, Pearl Jam and the Foo Fight, all these bands that the music to me, to me. The music from the early 1990s to now the early 2020s sounds the same to me. It just does. The Foo Fighters from the early 90s to the Foo Fighters now have the same sound. Right. And it's while, consistent. Very consistent. And while they've gotten older, clearly, their sound hasn't. And it still works, which is why when I listen to 92.3 or K-Rock out of L.A., I could be listening to a Green Day song from 1998. It doesn't even hit me that it's 24 years old. Right. In 1991, to have that same feeling, you would have to go back to rock music from 1961. There's no way it stayed consistently no, it the same. No, did not stay the same. A much, much different transitional period those 30 years to the last 30 years. Yeah, I think because the bands have stayed the same, their music is consistent. Right. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. But this, yeah, I guess I just think like the sound of pop music in 1961 was not the sound of pop music in 1991. And 1991 to now is pretty similar, I would say. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, a little right. more cursing, I guess now. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Whitney Houston, uh, Paula Abdul, and then you compare it with the. I guess the other ones are a little extreme and different. I don't know. Katy, but Katy Perry to me, very much like Paula Abdul. Sure. Same type of pop sound. If you're going back to Martha and the Vandellas from 1961 to 1991 with Madonna, I don't know. To me, a, somewhere it changed dramatically, and I feel like from then to now it hasn't. I'm going to say it changed dramatically from the 70s to the 80s. 70s to 80s? Yeah. That sounds about right. 
Because what's weird is looking at the people who released albums in the 70s that also released albums in the 80s, and there was a big change to their sound. Okay. Like if you look at Van Halen in the 70, late 70s yeah. to the mid-80s, Aerosmith, same thing. Uh, what about the Rolling Stones? Stones changed depending on the... Mm-hmm on what was going on. Like if you look at like even in like the when the disco era came, they had some songs that they weren't disco songs, but they they had a different sound. So they try to stay current with the times yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. And I don't feel like that with the alternative rock bands. Right. It, their sound is their sound and that's how they're gonna play it. Yes. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's more consistent. Because I was thinking like in night you know, in the in the nineties, my parents listened to CBS FM. And they probably still do, even though that sounds different now, too. But it just had such an old sound to it. And now I'm thinking, well, that's me now. Yeah. And I'm not, while I do like that music, and it will pop up on Spotify with my the music that I've you know liked and downloaded, I'm consistently into the same alternative rock music that I've been for 30 years. Right. You know, and the sound hasn't changed. So I thought that was interesting. I leave uh, CBS CBS FM on the Odyssey app at home for my dog all day when I'm gone. All right. But their tagline now is the greatest hits from the 80s. Yes. Like, that's what they're... I don't even think they run the 60s anymore. Oh, definitely don't run the 60s. The HD2 they do. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't even think they run 70s anymore. They might not. Maybe 79. You know what I mean? Sometimes they they say in music that the decades start at the tail end of the other decade. So, like, the 80s really started in 79. Okay. And 90s music really started in 88, 89, like okay. when the things started to change. Could be. Could be, Jerry. Could be. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, Odyssey app, we leave that on all day for I the dog. I think it's great. I've had the, – the problem with these interfaces and apps and things, when people tweet us or have a problem, it could be a million things. Right. It could be – is your phone updated? Is the app updated? What's your signal like? What's your signal like? Uh, how much memory do you have left on your phone? Right, it's not it just turn the radio video? on. You're right. There's so many things that it could be. You're right. And you might be having a problem and the person next to you doesn't have a problem. That's very like, true. Right. Like one guy told you, one guy emailed me, which I appreciate because he wants it fixed. He says that our podcast doesn't upload till the next morning. Meantime, I have people that tweet me an hour after it's over. Yep. Clearly, they're getting it. Yeah. So you're right. There's well, probably even, a numerous factors. I even had a guy maybe two days ago called me and said, uh, CBS Sports Network. He goes, hey, you got no sound on CBS Sports Network. I go, that's not. <laughs> no, the, you don't have only, any sound right, on it. You're the only person that called me. Sir, hit mute on your, on your remote control. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either you. It's either your cable company. Sure. Uh, who knows? Yeah. There's a million things that could be going on. That's true. It's very true. It is funny. Everybody's got different problems. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's difficult to, that's why I can't imagine what goes on when people call like a help desk for their computer oh or something. God. Well, computers are so difficult to begin There's with. There's a million things that, that could be. going on. Yeah. Yes. I always love the, the best one always is, have you unplugged it? Wait yeah. 30 seconds and plugged it back Yes. In. Yes, I have. That's the easy thing to do. Right. Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, do it again. No. <laughs> I'll say, I always go, no, next step. Because right. I just did it. I'm not waiting for it to reboot again. No, I know, I know. Give me the next step. It's got to be a tough job. You probably just deal with angry oh, my people God. all day. People got to be screaming. Uh huh. So true. 
Here's an interesting topic that Gina wanted me to discuss with you, Jerry, because her and I were talking about it. Okay. Where do you think we get our ethics from as individuals? Like the way you're raised. If you're an ethical person, yeah. where did that come from for you to, for the most part, make ethical choices? I think I, nothing's 100%. Yeah. But I think a, a ninety greater than 90% of everything you do comes from your upbringing. I think the way you were, for lack of a better word, the way you were trained, um, what you saw around you, the people you hung out with, um, part of it is what, what what you're made of. Oh, so not just parents. You're saying you're right. You're no, friends I think that it's you the hung cho- out with. I think it's the choices that you make, what friends you're, like you're going to have the best parents in the world. If you get caught up with the wrong friends, you're going to fight yourself because part of you is going to know, oh, my parents wouldn't agree with this, but my friends, who probably you'll never talk to again after in 20 years. So if I'd so I'm dealing with that, with not dealing with it, but I see it with like my kids and their friends, how impressionable they can be. And I try to tell them all the time, you know, if you ever get into trouble at school, so there's been in, um, in Middlesex and Monmouth County, there have been a couple of teenage suicides in the last, just in the last month, I would say. Matter of fact, the Smashing Pumpkins actually tweeted out um, the girl's picture because she was a Smashing Pumpkins fan. Oh, I saw that. Very, actually. very sad. Yeah, she's from Middletown. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when things like that come up, I always try and tell them, is everything good? How are we doing? And, yeah, everything's fine. And I always tell them, like, if some jackass in school is bugging you or something, like, just remember this. You're never going to see them again about a year from now. Like, I know in the moment it's really difficult and it can be. But don't let them brainwash you to think things you shouldn't or otherwise would. So I always try to have that conversation. Um, but I do think it's the people you surround yourself with, how you grew up, and really the examples that were set in front of you. I really do. You know, it's funny. If I look around, because now I'm at an age, have been at an age, where a lot of people I grew up with had kids right around the same time as, as us. I'm back in a town that I basically grew up in for the most part. No one leaves. The same people whose dads coached volunteer and coach when it's their turn. The same kids whose parents didn't don't. And it like that's a small little example, but it's kind of true of everything. What you see is what you might become. Now, for some, they can be rebellious, as you know. That's a completely different situation, and I don't know where that comes from. But in my experience, I think a lot is, is how you were raised. Well, that might come from then your friends more, because if you're raised in the same house and you have one child who is ethical and one child that is sure. unethical, and they're both raised by the same parents, yeah, maybe with the time they were raised, something else was going on in the house. You don't, yeah. you don't know, but I do think time spent with the kids molds and shapes them too. So, and everybody's got to work. So please do not misunderstand me. There are a million um, dual working parent homes out there and I get it. You got to do what you got to do to survive. And I've been blessed to have very strange hours where yes, I sacrifice sleep and might have sacrificed years at the end of my life. I don't know, but I certainly think that's possible, but I don't think I can ever give back the time or would want to take back the time that I was able to give them by having a different type of job. And I think that's, that plays a part in it too. You know, instead of 
instead of, uh, you know, the boys on computers all day or just being left alone to figure out what to do where they get in trouble, I was out there playing with football with them and doing it because I had the time. A lot of people don't have the time. Right. I was kind of very, but that's the only way I would answer that. Because I think otherwise, like, you tell me, what's the answer? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I had some fear of pissing off my father. Yeah, well, that's that's part of right? your upbringing, of right. course. Wanting to make your parents proud. But I also think part of that is they've given to you. You don't want to screw them. like Right. I would certainly think. Like, I had friends... So that's a good question on something that I was thinking of yesterday when I saw this poor man get murdered, killed in Marist. Guy's just a nice guy. He's got three great kids that are in college. He's there for family day. And these two pieces of crap are arguing outside. Turns out they got rap sheets. One's wanted for murder. And he gets hit with a stray bullet and dies. And I'm thinking these guys are wanted for murder. Their rap sheet was ridiculous. They don't care. And they probably don't give a crap that this guy died. And all you could think of is like, well, where did they go wrong? To just not. We ever would. Let me ask you this. Because I was always the type when kids would pick on other kids, bullet, whatever you want to call it. It used to annoy me. And I, guys, let's move on. You know, like leave the kid alone. Some kids don't care. I don't. Where does that come from? Yeah, I don't recall being in that situation. I remember guys busting on each other like at lunch. That's different. But it was an equal. That's fine. Yeah. And that can be fun. I mean the poor kid that's getting picked on because they're a little chubby or they've got the zit on their forehead or like what like what joy do you get in making this person feel crappy about themselves? That always bothered me. And I don't know where that person's wired differently to where they think it's funny. Right. You know? That sucks. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. It just. What was her answer? What did she say? I don't know if she had an answer. Oh, right then. I think we came to the conclusion similarly. Like it's it, part of it is is in your genes, and part of it is in your the way you were brought up. Yours is made. You made a good point of seeing it, seeing good ethics in yeah. when you were growing up is important. You're right. What you see is what you do. Sort of. I think we're. We're programmed. Again, that's not a great term, but I think that's kind of, I think you're programmed by what you see and learn. You know, I think you can shape a kid. If you abandon a child, I mean, the stats bear it out. Kids from single family homes, some are tremendous successes, but more, I think more aren't, I think. And I think also, and this is just my experience. I don't know what the numbers would show. My experience is the friends I have that have gotten divorced most of them, not all of them, most of them have divorced parents. Yes, they say it's the same thing they say about uh, single mothers come from single mothers. Even though they saw the single mother struggle, right? they still become single mothers. That's a weird, that's a strange phenomenon to me. It, it's, it is odd. Other than they say that that's what they saw as a mo- what a mother is. I guess maybe, maybe subconsciously they realized, well, she can handle it, I can. And it's not the end of the world if I have to do it myself. Or even beyond single mother, meaning almost like teen mother. Like Mm. a teen mother, if your mom was a teen when she had you, you are more likely to have a child as a teen. Yeah. 
Which you would think the opposite. You would think you'd go, oh my gosh, I don't want any part yeah, sure. of this. Don't want to struggle. Yeah. Let me get myself situated and not have the same path. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. How about that, Jerry? How about that? All right, let's do the warm-up show. That was interesting. Yeah, it was good. It was pretty good today. Pretty A Eugenio. Good. Eugenio, yep. His A name. Eugenio. A Eugenio. You got A-Eugenio. it now. Eugenio. A Eugenio. He uh, comes up in the post in the no warm-up show. Yes. This is the post-game yes, podcast. All right, Jerry. Uh, tomorrow is Thursday. Ooh, we'll look forward to a little Thursday night football. And more on the Mets and playoffs and kids and pets and Sue. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Right, we've reached hump week. It's Wednesday. It's a couple of minutes after 5 o'clock. We're excited to be here. Hope you're excited to be heading into work, probably sitting in 60 minutes of traffic at the Lincoln Tunnel. Hope that's not the case. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? And across from me, his name is Al Aaron Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. The end of that Sal show, I feel like we've played the rest of the commercials that we need to air on the radio station. I think we just take it right to 6. For the rest of the day. Hang me! Kill me! <laughs> He had a tough. He had a tough night. Yeah. Well, when listen, you, your your internet uh, goes out. Oh, I don't even mean that. I mean oh. when when the when a Braves pitcher is tweeting you during a celebration. Oh, is that right? A Braves yes. pitcher tweeted. Tyler him? Matzik was tweeting him. I uh, said, "Now the analyst is over." Sal Licata. Oh, <laughs> how like how did that guy know that a guy in it's New a York? Big story in Atlanta. And oh, it yeah? really is. And I said, you know, I actually I know he struggled with this. I texted him this morning. I said. Embrace this. Yes. I said there are three ways you become, maybe not a national story, but a big story, at least on the East Coast, by doing something great, by becoming an embarrassment and probably being fired or canceled, or having a crazy sports take that blows up in your face, and when you actually sit back and look at it, it's sports. Who yes. cares? And they did have a 10-and-a-half game lead when Sal made that uh 
It was May. <laughs> it was May, but I guess still. it was June 1st. But that yes. was a huge lead. It was a very big lead, and you had Buck Showalter, and you really thought that the Braves were going to have a World Series hangover type of season, and then they went on to win 44 games in a row. It's un- they were unbelievable this year. The Mets are 161, and they're a wild card team, yeah. And they've completely sucked at the joy of the Mets' season. I don't disagree with that. It was weird yesterday, So, and I knew. We talked about it yesterday, that it, this is if the weather was better, there's nothing better to me than a doubleheader the day after a rainout because if you go to that first game, it's pick-your-own-section type of game. But I will tell you, watching it, because, A, there was nobody there at 4 o'clock like I expected, but the weather was terrible at home and watching it on TV. The atmosphere, I felt like I was watching a pandemic game. It was just dead. With cardboard. We need some cardboard cutouts. We should have brought those back. You needed them for behind home plate, but people, I don't want to say filled in. There were more people there at night. But I watched the entire first game, and in, like, the eighth inning, I started dozing, and my wife goes, it's seven o'clock. I'm like, I yeah, I know. I'm like, this is boring though. The game's taken three and a half hours, and there's no atmosphere to it. But they won. They took two. Whatever. In, in order to bring this, so now we know the Mets will play the Padres. Yeah, Mets Padres Friday. Friday. They need to win that Friday game convincingly. And then win Saturday. And then in order just to bring the buzz back, I I feel like. If you go win Friday and Saturday, and then you head out to Los Angeles, having beaten the Padres in two quick games, I agree with you. Buzz is back. Yes. I mean, listen, just win the series. But I do agree, if you did it very quickly, that would be much better for the fan base. DeGrom goes out there Friday and has one of his, gives up four home runs and the Mets don't score. That's going to be a bad scene over here. He's got a very good opportunity to make you forget his last couple of starts. Yeah. Go dominate Friday. And don't give us five innings, 98 pitches, and walk off with a one nothing lead having only... Go pitch eight innings, for God's sakes. Jerry, for those of us... Uh, I'm very familiar, but for the listening audience who's not familiar with the Padres, um, I'm going to throw out a couple names for you. Okay. To you, and you're going to tell me whether they're currently playing. Uh, don't give me Tony Gwynn. No, no, no. Because I actually want to do something with you later. I saw an incredible Tony Gwynn stat, though. Okay. On the the guy from Super 70s Sports on Twitter. Okay, yeah. It had something like Tony Gwynn. Yeah, it's, I, I'm going to look it up because I don't want to screw it up. But okay. I'm going to get that. It was, well, some, was it about his Was it about it was strikeouts about, to yes. hits? Yeah. No, it was about his strikeouts compared to, like, his strikeouts in a six-year period. Yeah. Compared to. One season? Yeah. And it's an insane number how Tony Gwynn did not strike out. Yeah, he was one of those throwback type of players that probably struck out 25 times in a season. Probably fought off a lot of pitches, Jerry. Yeah, no, he was great. Tony, he was was unbelievable. Um, Okay, I'm going to give you some Padres that I believe are current Padres that are dangerous in the lineup. You're going to tell me whether they're currently injured or not. Oh, see, I won't know if they're injured or not, but I can tell you if they're decent well, or not. I'll tell you this. I've only got two names for you. <laughs> Manny Machado. Yeah, Manny Machado's had a very good season. He's played, I don't know this for a fact. I don't know if he's been hurt or not, but I think he's played almost every almost every day this year. Okay. Fernando Tatis Jr. He's no. He's been injured and, and out. And banned, right? Wasn't he? Did yeah. he get a He's a with the, the PED good. thing when he was... Starting to get back to coming back. Good. But they got you, Darvish. 
Oh. They've got Juan Soto. Oh, I forgot Juan Soto, yeah, Jerry. I know. This is this and is And you uh, Darvish. I hate you Darvish. This is a good team. That curveball, Jerry. Whoop. You Darvish. You and you Darvish. I again I should have checked this before we came in. I didn't know where we were going here. But you Darvish, I think, dominated the Mets last time they played out in San Diego. I yes. have to go check that. But no, I'm he did because right? I remember coming in and asking you why everyone thought he was so bad with the Dodgers. When he or when he went to um, no well no or maybe it was one of his his first year after he went to the I know he had not a great year and everyone had sort of written him off yeah I he's been I don't know prior to San Diego but I will tell you he's been really good there and the times I've seen him he's been really good so I don't know so we'll I'm this incorrect is, this is one of those this is one of those series where the Mets have not fared well against this team this season it's I think it's like the only team or one of the only teams they haven't done well against um although the Braves did win the season series from them clearly because they had the tiebreaker um this is not going to be an easy series like the the Padres are good what's the uh atmosphere going to be like if the Padres take game one not good that's going to be a rough one not good I'm curious yeah. to see yeah I'm curious to see how the fan base is on Friday because back to your original point, yeah, they are, they're pissed. I mean, it's again, they won a hundred games, and there are people that will call up, and I heard them call Sal this morning that will say, you know what, at the end of the day, they won a hundred games. You know, if you said this before the season, blah blah blah, and they're right, all of that's right, but again, it's how you get there. They were like SNY showed the 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 stat yesterday or the the numbers yesterday that the Mets were in you know first place for 175 days of the season and the Braves were in it for seven. Yeah, and I saw like the seven line congratulations on 100 wins. I think yeah, they had, which, and it is an accomplishment. It just it's it's absolutely soured because yes. of how this last week went. Not the last week, how this month went. If you looked at the Mets going into September and all the quote unquote bad teams they were supposed to play. I said I remember telling Boomer and Geo, maybe we with Sal when we were filling in, like they should win a hundred and six, hundred and seven games. I actually believe that. And I still believe that. And they blew it. They blew they it. They blew it. They did. So I found the uh, thing about Tony Gwynn I wanted to share with you. Okay. This was uh, tweeted out October first. So these were the these were the statistics as of October first. All right. The National League strikeout leader, oh people who have struck out the most, Kyle Schwarber. Yes, okay. At hundred and ninety seven strikeouts this season. Wow. Yep. AL strikeout leader, Eugenio Suarez. A Eugenio. <laughs> exactly, Jerry. <laughs> now, you, in fairness. You, it looks like Eugenio. In fairness, you have to actually watch baseball to know that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. A Eugenio Suarez. Okay, so he, is, how you pronounce it. he has struck out. 189 times this year. Okay. So we have 197 strikeouts. Now, Suarez, what's his home run number? I don't know. I don't have that Oh, here. okay. I have just okay. the, the tweet that's a super 17. So Kyle Schwarber struck out 197 times. Eugenio Suarez, hey, 189 Eugenio. times. Yes. Tony Gwynn, the entire decade yeah. of the 90s. Yeah, sure. He struck out 188 I, times. That doesn't Less surprise me. In a decade. That doesn't shock me. That's Look at two years, three is years. It Mickey Mantle. I think Mickey Mantle's strikeout numbers were crazy, too. If I. Eh, there were guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you struck out Tony Gwynn, that's a, you, you would tip your cap to yourself. So Mickey Mantle, no, he struck out. Oh, yeah, this is the season. I remember seeing this once. Um, in 19, uh, hold on. I just lost it. God darn it. 
No, Gosh, it was only darn 65 it. games. There's someone I'm blanking out on who it was. Joe DiMaggio. Was it DiMaggio? More home runs than, than strikeouts. That's it. It wasn't Mantle. Career. Thank you very much. That's who I was thinking of. I knew it was a, a famous Yankee. Uh, let's see. Joe, of course, it was Joe DiMaggio properly. Yeah, so listen to this. For DiMaggio, I'll just give you, I mean, it's ridiculous. 154 games in 1942, all right? Mm-hmm. 610 at-bats. 610 at-bats. He had 186 hits. He had 21 home runs. All right, whatever. He struck out 36 times in 610 <laughs> at-bats. That is insane. Right, think of how many guys when we watch even just local Mets and Yankees and we come in the next morning and so-and-so struck out four times. Yes, and and we don't think anything of it. No. It's like Giancarlo hit a home run but struck out four times. Okay. I didn't even give you his best one. How about this year? 1941, he played 140 games. So 140 of 154. He's out there every day except for 14 games. In 140 games, he had 541 at-bats, 13 strikeouts. For the season, not a weekend, a season. It's old school, Jerry. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. And speaking of strikeouts, uh, Garrett Cole Past uh, Ron Gary Cole's got to be like, dude, do you only hit home runs right. when I pitch? Like, come on. No one cares about that, please. No one cares. Now, maybe if he did it yesterday and judged it in Homer, eh, maybe we'd celebrate it a little bit Louisiana, more. But... Jerry, they called them Louisiana Lightning. No Ron one cares. Gidry. No one cares about this, though. It's, uh, I feel bad st- for him. But... 257 strikeouts. Yeah, they were like, Ron Gidry called them in the clubhouse <laughs> after Great. the game. Um, meantime, Joe Biden called Aaron Judge. <laughs> did he? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the weird thing, too, in seeing that record that Garrett Cole got last night was what we were just talking about here, right? So Ron Guidry was facing guys who didn't strike out four times a For game. Sure. And Garrett Cole's pitching in an era where guys just whiff all the time. Yeah, because yeah. it's so really Ron about Guidry, the home run ball. more impressive, Jerry. I, I don't disagree with that. I think you're probably right about that. I mean, guys that were also, they pitched more innings. I mean, in fairness, right, they did true. pitch more innings. That's so a good point. You could make the case where Cole probably did it in far less. I'd have to look at what Guidry's innings were that year. I don't know. My guess is it was more than what Cole did. Good point. Um, so it's funny. And we'll get to judge in a minute. But this is super dork alert. I decided last night I'm going to finish today. Because uh, I'm so disgusted with this whole pitch count thing. It, honestly, I, I can't stand it. As I want to see if YouTube has got a game from the 80s, a full game, and I want to see someone, I want to know what the pitch count was because we didn't talk about it back then. So I found a game from 1984. This was right up your alley. Cubs-Mets, Shea Stadium, Doc Gooden on the mound. Yeah. And so I watched the first three innings. And I counted the pitches, and I'm you know I'm zipping through it. I keep ten second forwards. It's not like it's going to take me two hours to get. It'll take me probably another half hour to get through. I'm going to finish today though. I'm very curious what Dwight he pitched a complete game. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I wonder how many pitches did he throw? 135 pitches, and we, you know, Couldn't you just go to Baseball Reference and find that. I don't know if they have the pitch count for the older games. Yeah, because who they, they weren't counting. I don't think right exactly. So I'm going to finish that today. But I will tell you this. 18 pitches in the first inning, 16 pitches in the second inning. He threw a complete game. I mean, so, and he had a lot of strikeouts. He had to have thrown 120, 130 pitches. Now, 
Oh, he's approaching 100. Got to get oh, him out. Get him out I of mean, there. Give me a break with this. Or they're this. like, oh, my gosh, it's the third time through the order. They're going to know his oh, pitches. God. See, now that's a different conversation in that seeing a guy for a third time, I can make the case they're a little bit more on to him as opposed to being concerned about the pitch count. I don't know. It, the whole thing just – and I, I'm guilty of it too because I do it with the kids like a sheep. You know, and I don't think, and I don't as much with my own kid. If I think he's throwing free and easy, I let him go. But I can't with other, ah, the whole thing is terrible. It stinks. It does stink. It does. I agree. All right. Uh, you want to take a break and then yeah, come back and talk about Aaron Judge? Judge? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Then we got to do uh, the third segment, Fraudulent Five. Yes. I actually put a note. I realized last night yep. we didn't do it yesterday. So we'll do that, uh, yes, segment number three. All right, 516, just starting out your Wednesday. We've got a lot to get to. It's Alan Jerry until 6, Boomer and Geo then on the fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Operator error. This operator. Yeah, we were talking about commuting. The great joy of commuting. 523 is Alan Jerry. The uh, real quick on that. I always talk about how every way we, every time we find a way to go, something happens. Uh, you know, I'm driving this nondescript way to work today, and they close one and nine. Like, why? Yeah, why are the guys out there doing construction in the pouring rain? God, it is too much. It's just, it's enough. Anyhow, so we talked about the Mets and the Braves, and we talked about the Yankees' record. Garrett Cole's record, that but we is. also had the Aaron Judge home run last night. All rise, all rise. I thought, and I got to tell you, the call by John is very good. It is better, and I'm not usually one for these with these stupid cameras in the in the booth. I don't need them. In this case, to see the joy on John's face, and he nailed the call, start, yep. and it's like 50 seconds, start to finish. It's perfect. I agree. The Sterling cam that uh, WFAN Twitter put out. Of uh, the the camera right on John Sterling, it's great. No flubs, no nothing. No, he's just he was smooth. perfect. I'm gonna try. Smooth. If you want, do you want to hear the whole thing? All rise. Yes, I do, Jerry. All right, so it's 50 seconds. All right. This is the call, start to finish. He doesn't get the home run in the first game. They do win it. They wind up losing the second game, but he he 
play. He's in the lineup both games. Here was a home run number 62. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. And at the end on the Nailed video, it. he like does the case closed and like sits back. Yeah. Like, yes. That's right. I nailed it. I it think, was great. I think Michael Kay also went with case he closed. Did. Yeah. He did. Yes, he did. So I thought that was very good by John. No, I thought, and was Susan there? Like she didn't know. No, Jeff Nelson, who I felt bad for. Oh, Jeff Nelson. To Jeff Nelson, who was fine as an analyst, but like he had to do reads. I listened to a little bit of this on the radio back and forth yesterday in the first game. They give him like the disclaimer to read, and he didn't realize when to start. So he starts reading it, and then there was a pitch. He got interrupted, and John kept talking. Then he had to go back to the disclaimer, but he was in the middle of it. He didn't finish it again. (laughs) This poor guy. I mean, that's unfortunate timing that he would learn. As an analyst, very good, though. Uh, And he didn't stomp on uh, John's call. No. The number one thing not to do in that situation. He laid out and let John do the make the call. He did nail it. So uh, here's a couple things I found uh, interesting. One, when Judge blasts it and then he rounds the bases, no Rangers players congratulate him. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, I found that odd. Yeah. And the same thing happened in Toronto when he tied the record. I would think I'd give a guy a high. you know, low five as you he went by. I mean, it's not the biggest. I think know. Mark McGuire got congratulated around Maybe. going around the bases. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Where's the brotherhood, Jerry? I don't think it's that big a deal. The brotherhood. It's, uh, it's odd, I agree. Yeah. Not that big a deal. All right. Odd, but not that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, a fan did catch the ball. How about the fan that fell over the wall? <laughs> well, I think he was. Oh, my God. So I did read um, <laughs> what Michael Kay was said afterwards. Okay. So, yeah, so the, the balls hit out to left field. Uh, a fan looks like he falls down. I think the fan jumped down, hoping to get a re. You know, if a ball bounced, okay, and landed behind the fence, but not in the stands. It looked like something out of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're tracking the ball, and then all of a sudden you see this body. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I went just, and then the one I forget who it was on Twitter. They basically posted R.I.P. to the guy who tried to get yeah. the ball. <laughs> Good God! No, they did catch up with that guy. Oh, they did. Yeah, and he said the guy who fell or yeah. jumped. Okay, yeah, he said. Uh, yeah, at least I'm, I'm. I still feel like a part of history. <laughs> <laughs> he is. It's like the guy that yeah. ran on the field to congratulate Henry Aaron. Yes, you can see that video over in your head over and over, and you right. can still think of that guy running onto the field. Every time I think of this home run, I'm going to think of whoop, the guy going, whoop. <laughs> yes. And I love the guy that gets the ball is like a wealthy dude. That, that sucks. sucks. An like, investment really. banker catches I mean, the ball. go away. Get lost. I, I couldn't agree I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> no, he did not catch He's the not ball. He's not an investment banker. Yeah, I thought that stunk. You want to yeah. get someone that, you know, makes forty grand a year that needs it. Yes. That would have been great. Instead, this rich dude gets it. Yeah, Corey Humans. He's a Dallas investment VP, Jerry. I VP. Know. I know. 
He still has the ball. Okay. And Aaron Judge after the game was like, no, you know, the fans deserve it. Good for him. Mm. Well, his mom's got 61. That's true. And 60, I think. Do you think so, he will offer to purchase this ball? I don't. Even if he gets a f- I don't. $400 million deal, do he doesn't want I to don't. buy it for some $2 guys, million? Dollars. Some guys don't really care all that much. All rise. But the 60 and 60, I'll tell you why 60 and 61 to me would, and I don't know how he feels about the whole Bonds, McGuire, different players, different guys have different takes on that era. Right. I'm one that it is. it was what it was, and it doesn't annoy me like it annoys a lot of people. He might be the same way. Barry, remember, he grew up a Bonds fan, and he has said, Judge has said, 73 is the record. So to him, 62 is nice, but it's 62. 60 ties Ruth. 61 right. ties Maris. He's got those two. That's, That's a good cool. Point. That is cool. And did you see the person on Twitter that sent us the note, which was kind of neat? The Yankees, 190, there are 199 wins and 61 losses. 99 is Judge. Hits home run number. He broke 60. What is it? 62. They're 99 and 62. Yeah, he said, fun fact, the Yankees record 99 and 62. Judge is number 99. Hits number 62. On that day that that record becomes what it is. That was Joe F., Jerry. Hey, Joe F. Thank hey, you. Joe, hey, Joe, go. No. No. Thank you for the note. Oh, yes, thank you for the note, I That's mean. Actually, very cool. I thought that was kind of neat when I saw that. That was kind of neat. Now, mm-hmm. what else happened there? Um, oh, uh, when I watched, when I was doing my news, where I put together my news sheet, Jerry, yeah. at like 6 o'clock at night after I'm done eating my dinner. Before the games were played? Yeah. Well, I put together oh, all going, the other stuff. Look, yeah, I put everything together. Prior to that night's game. Got it. And then in the morning, I get up, I look through the, that thing. So I saw Aaron Judge in the first game, did not hit the home run, and was visually frustrated, which we hadn't seen. Because, he slammed but the you helmet. saw why, though. Because he was... <laughs> Go ahead, tell the audience. Because he was given a very hittable, hanging, breaking ball that, as O'Neal said, every other time this year, he hits that 500 feet. Yeah. And he flat out missed it. I get it. I, I don't, you know what? that At that point, that was the at-bat no joke. I said, you know what? We're going into tomorrow. And I knew that was in the first game. I'm like, he he's mentally challenging this now. Yes. Where I never thought he was. And then, of course, he hits the home run in his first at-bat yeah. in the second game. I, it would have been cool if it came down to today and he got it. Yeah, I mean, it would have been neat. That's what you wanted was drama. Because yeah. otherwise, why are we watching the final game of regular season where their playoff spot is solidified? And today means nothing. Same with the Mets as well, right? Nothing. nothing. No. Meaningless games. Means nothing. Absolutely now, nothing. Now, I did see some people on Twitter thinking that uh, the pitcher grooved that home run to judge. Good. I've been waiting for someone <laughs> to groove him a good pitch. But listen, as, as you made the point, he has missed. Yeah. Balls that he has hit 500 feet before. And he's missed hittable pitches in the last week. So I don't think the guy grooved him a ball. Very, and you notice 61 and 62, very similar home run shots. More of the line drive. Yes. You know, not really high and far as much as they were just out in a blink. Right. They were front row people. Yes. Absolutely. Whereas he sees some shots row. that, you know, soar into the night. Yeah. But uh, hey, good for him. That's weird, too. Both of them done on the road. Yeah. You know. Toronto, I, Texas. I do think he would have loved to have done it here. I also think he was probably thinking a little bit more here. And he also didn't get a lot to hit. Again, that weekend, right. he didn't see many hittable pitches. And the ones he did get, he didn't connect on. They were walking him. He walked a lot. Yeah. he walk, And that it's kind of like when he said uh, at one point he gets a single, he's getting booed. <laughs> 
Like, no one wants a single. <laughs> Hit the ball over the fence. Right. A clean line drive. Not no good doubt enough. about it. Single. Not good enough. Ooh, we came here for home runs. Actually kind of funny. So he won't play at all today. I would right. think he will get the day off. Unless he wants to add on. I mean, again, he's got... He, I saw the note yesterday. He's played in, I think the night game was his 55th straight game without a day off. And That's the, awesome. And the Yankees don't start till when? Uh, Tuesday, the 11th. Oh, okay. So maybe he DHs today. That's. I would not be surprised if he wants to keep getting his, his at-bats in. He might be so relaxed now, Jerry. Four home runs today. Well, if, I, I'll, <laughs> now I don't know the answer to this, but I don't think Arise is playing. I think he's been sitting. If Judge went four for four, would he overtake him, or is that out? I don't know. I'm always confused by On the batting, batting ground. Why? Like, I don't know. Like, when you go like, oh, this guy's hitting 305, he hits a single. Now what is he? I'd be like, I, I have no I idea. I think I heard, Jerry, that if uh, the other guy goes 0 for 3 and Judge has three hits, I believe then. The other goes. guy's not playing, though. Right. I don't think he's played in a like, What's a his week. name, Jerry? Luis Arise. Isn't that interesting? Arise and all, all rise. rise. Yeah, but it's not wow. spelled the way you think. It looks like Arias or something like that. Um, it's not interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting. I would. Just, what about this, Eddie? Is it really surprising? <laughs> no, it's really surprising. It's really you don't think stupid. Two guys going for the batting title. One is Arise and one is All Rise. Come I on. Was, I got to be honest. That was pretty good, Al. That's kind of interesting. Mm, where are the Twins? Why can't I find them? They're not play the yesterday. Twins? Of course they played yesterday. They have to play. Jimmy. No, no, they don't have to play. They could be. Um, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't know. I will try. Oh, here. They lost to the White Sox. So let's see if he played. I know he has not been playing recently. Has he been sitting he to did try play. to win? No, this? he did play. Oh. He went one for four yesterday. Okay. He went one for four. He's now batting. So he's still batting 315. I believe Judge is 311, so you'd have to go 0 for He's not going to. His weasel's not going to play today. Right. He's he, a weasel. No, come on. you got to play. Don't he's not going to play. Well, Jose Reyes didn't play. I know. Don't do a Jose Reyes. So I would think the Triple Crown is probably off the table. Not impossible. Kind of like the other day with you with the Braves. Not impossible. Not likely. They should call each other and be like, are you playing? Let's both of us play. Let's go down to the wire on this. You know what Yeah, I'm I don't think that's going to happen. Like, he'd call up and go, hey, is this Aaron Judge? Hey, it's Arise. <laughs> You're such an idiot. I thought it was interesting uh, how you're Arise and I'm Arise. And I wanted to call and say, let's battle this out today. Final game of the season. Get your at-bats. Of course, one guy, it's his name. And the other guy, it's Same. just something in a baseball call. <laughs> yes. Quick break, 535. We'll come right back. we got more to do, including Al's fraudulent list hey, let's do football. of five favorite teams. That is next. Boomer and Gio after that at 6 on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, this is a, this is an Eddie special. <laughs> it is funny. You can always tell who's in control of the music. <laughs> uh, coming up on a quarter to six, we've done a lot with the baseball, and rightly so. 
certainly makes a lot of sense with the uh, the Yankees and uh, Judge and Cole and the Mets and the Braves and all that. But we are approaching week five in the NFL. That starts tomorrow night. Um, week four wrapped up uh, Monday with Monday Night Football. And so now he's had some time to think about it. He's approximately 36 hours removed from the end of week four. And so without further ado, I present to you the Al Dukes list of five fraudulent favorite team. Thank you, Jerry, for the introduction. These are the five teams I'm currently rooting for in the NFL. I may possibly buy a hat or a shirt. These are teams I'm checking in on. I'm feeling like a fan of Jerry for various reasons. Do we just get the Chiefs out of the way? Right. <laughs> Number one, the Chiefs, Jerry. They're back. We saw Mahomes really uh, pour it on. He's uh, doing magical things, Jerry. Uh, they were. I feel like they were kind of written off at the beginning of this year for the Chargers and uh, Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. How's that worked out? And we were worried about the Raiders. Yeah. So Chiefs number one here. Yeah. Well, well these are actually in no particular order. No particular order. Chiefs are five. All right, let's get the Jets out of the way. <laughs> number two, the New York Jets, Jerry. <laughs> the Jets are back. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm always looking for a re- reason to root for the Jets. For sure. I have it right now. I don't know how long it will last for. So, yes, I'm going with the New York Jets <laughs> as a uh, one of my friends. So, no, so yeah. number one, the Chiefs. Yeah. No, no, again, no order. No number order, one, just... the Chiefs. Number two, the Jets. Number three, the Cowboys. Go ahead. Dallas Cowboys, Jerry. <laughs> I've uh, chosen the Dallas Cowboys. I love Cooper Rush. I know you do. I love that there's now a quarterback controversy in Dallas, even if they there's brought There's not a... a quarterback yes, controversy. Yes, there is. No, there's not. There's not even close to a quarterback controversy. Good morning. There's not. Yeah. Oh. All right, so Cowboys. All right, let's get the Eagles out of the way. Nope. <laughs> wow. That's right. They're the only unbeaten team, and you don't have them on the list? No, I am not an Eagles fan. Wow. You're not a fan of anybody. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though they lost. I'm I'm impressed you're sticking with them. Is this it? Oh, hold on. Is this a sympathy pick? Yes. I figured. Sympathy pick for the the impending divorce between Giselle and Tom Brady. I, had to, I, was, I really well, I, I shouldn't have been. I was really, su- really surprised. That was really that surprising. Was really surprised. That was I actually, really surprising. I really thought they would work things out. Yeah, me too. I was actually stunned when I saw that yesterday. It's not official, but uh, the the reports are that uh, they're hiring divorce attorneys, hiring divorce and attorney. neither side returned any calls to anybody. I would love to be a divorce attorney in this one. You are going to make some big bucks oh either way. God. You got uh, Giselle making a ton of She's money. She's worth four hundred million. He's worth two hundred and fifty million. Is that right? Mm, and they have, I think, I saw $36 million in real estate assets together. Well, I hope he gets uh, alimony payments, Jerry. <laughs> uh, and finally, I'm sticking with the Detroit Lions. Are you really? Yes, I am. Because wow. I love that stat I read yesterday where they're on pace to give up the most points and ever. score the most. And score the second most points ever. So they're fun to watch. They are. Hence why they're one of your favorite teams. Even though it's a fraud list. And I love Dan Campbell. I don't care for Jared Goff, but I love Dan Campbell. Okay. So there they are. Jets, Chiefs, Cowboys, Bucks, Lions. This week's fraudulent five. time. All right. Five time. I got my list. Cowboys. That's it. I'm done. Who are your other four? I don't have any other four. Oh. I don't root for anybody else. Well, that seems weird. No, it doesn't seem weird. That's how it's supposed to be. No else is going to be a big letdown around here. You know, we're already talking about how the Mets feel like there's we're, we're, lack of buzz because of the way the season went the down. The buzz has, yes, the buzz has taken a hit. This 
there's buzz around the Giants. That's going to take a hit on Sunday if if they don't play well. If Daniel Jones doesn't play. See, here's the thing about, yeah, no, no, you're right about that. And I know they're working out a couple of quarterbacks, yeah. and, and we'll still see about Sunday. Here's the one reason why I'm going to give the Giants a puncher's chance on Sunday. And it's the Packers. Yes. And I know the Patriots defense is good. The Patriot defense got after Aaron Rodgers pretty good on Sunday. And that's part of why they had a lead in the fourth quarter, why they probably should have won in overtime and they didn't. If the Giant defense can harass Aaron Rodgers like they got after Justin Fields on Sunday, they've got a chance to win. They really do. They've got a chance to stay in this game. And who knows? You get to the fourth quarter, who knows? I'm This game, for the first time in five weeks for the Giants, I'm and you know I've been watching for Saquon Barkley and for Jones. I want to be right on those two. Um, I'm intrigued by this game because this game is going to tell me a lot about what the Giants are going to be the rest of the way. Yeah. So this is Sunday in London, yes. 9.30 game. Correct. We know Tyrod Taylor is 100% out. He's out. He didn't travel with the team, we found out. Daniel Jones, although uh, he's got some sort of high ankle sprain, we don't know if he's yeah, Well, play. we don't know it's a high ankle sprain. That's what people are theorizing. Well, he kind of answered well, it yesterday. No, he didn't answer it. But, he didn't even know what the injury was. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's going to be a, hold on. Uh, Let's see, swift the page. Yeah, ankle. Oh, your quarterback, he, our quarterback, hang on. Let me yes. check our paperwork. Yes. He now did, they are. He did not confirm it as a high ankle sprain. They oh, are working is. out uh, A.J. McCarron. Where has that dude been? And Jake Fromm? State Farm. No. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. So he was with the Bills, and A.J. McCarron was with the Bengals. I don't know recently where they've been. Clearly nowhere if they're available. That can't be a good signing. That A.J. McCarron one is a weird one. That's another one. Why? I don't know. Just when these quarterbacks get a chance. (laughs) Well, when they play at like a a pro. He was at Alabama, right? He was. And then he, if you remember, he got that opportunity in the playoffs for the Bengals. And wasn't he the court? Now, I could be wrong about this. Wasn't he the quarterback that was about to win when they should have beat the Steelers, but then you had these stupid penalties at the end of the game? I don't remember. remember the, you remember that it was like a Saturday night playoff game. I think it was in Cincinnati. The Bengals were about, and the game was over. And then, oh, what was Vontez Perfect, remember? Yes. He did those, had those stupid oh, penalties yeah. at the end, and it allowed the, I think it was the Steelers. If it wasn't the Steelers, maybe it was the Titans, whoever it was. He wound up allowing them to get the ball back in position to beat them when the game was over and done with. I think it cost Marvin Lewis his job. And A.J. McCarron a place in NFL well, history. I suppose. I suppose. But, yes, yeah, a strange one indeed. Yeah. Because it looked like he might have had a future as an NFL quarterback. All right. Meantime, how old do you think A.J. McCarron is right now? Because we're not talking about that long I'm gonna ago. I would say uh, A.J. McCarron is 29. Uh, I was going to say 30. 32. All right. 32. Right, Jerry. What kind of stats do you think he's got? Not good ones. No, I would say probably not good ones at all. So I will so, tell you, he's played. How many games do you think he's played in? 12. 17. So if let's just say Daniel Jones isn't ready to go. They'd go with Davis Webb, and then this person that they bring in would be the backup, yeah. correct? Yep. All right. And let's hope if that does happen, Davis Webb doesn't go the way of Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Come into the game, get hurt. <laughs> what if he goes the way of Mike White? The first go-round. Yeah. Or he could. That would or, be cool. Or... The way of Tom Brady. Or the way of Tom Brady. That's what I'm talking about, Jerry. Or the way of Brett Favre or Tony Romo. Who knows? All the greats. Tony Romo's a good one, too. And and the Romo one, yeah. I was going to say even Dak Prescott came in, took the Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, yes. Go win a few games. Now, we said Dak Prescott's not ready to go. 
this week versus the Rams. Jerry Jones. He's not ruled out, though, yet. Oh, is that right? Not ruled out, but it doesn't look good because he's just not gripping the ball yeah. perfectly yet. That's what Jerry Jones said. Yeah. Good morning. He can't grip a ball. <laughs> he's having double gripping the ball. He can't grip his balls. Right. So, Cooper Rush, out. I will say, so the Cowboys have won four in a row, right? Yes. Three in a row? What is it? Three in a row. They're three and one. Right. He's going for his fourth in a row. Okay. If Dak Prescott comes back, these are the next two games. In L.A. against the Rams, in Philadelphia against the Eagles. Right. There's every chance that they would lose those games, not because of the way the quarterback plays. Correct. But you could make the case they're better teams. If Prescott came back and lost the next two games, I think the Cowboys could beat the Rams. Oh, I do too, 100%. I think the Cowboys' defense, they can beat anybody. But I'm just saying, it's not like they're playing. Like, after that, they've got the Bears and I think the Lions. That's when I would come back if I was Dak Prescott. I'd be like, you know what? I can't grip the ball yet. And then after the... um, After these two games, after after the the Philly game game in Philly. I'd be like, I think I could grip the ball now. The problem is he's not built that way. I bet you he's going to come back for the Eagles game. Yeah. That's what I think. Probably. And I do think they can win this week, and they might win this week. And by the way, he beats the Eagles. That game's in Philly? It's in Philly, yeah. Yeah. Then he's the man. Then he's good. Because the Eagles will probably be 6-0 or 5-0 at that point. So we'll see. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Boomer and Geo, big, uh, what's today? Wednesday, big Wednesday program for you. Right now in Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on Aaron George. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got another minute or so to go. Boomer and Geo in studio and are ready to rock. He did get the home run from Judge last night. Garrett Cole with a uh, big record, too. He lost. Uh, and the Mets won, but it doesn't matter. When I put the show sheet together last night, Jerry, the Steelers were 14-point underdogs to Buffalo. I saw that. That's a big number. That's a big number. Biggest number for the Steelers since the merge. That's when, a long time. When was the merge? Was it 63, Boomer? 70. 70? Was 70. There you go. I thought the Super Bowl started in 66. It did. Oh, that was AFL versus <laughs> NFL. <laughs> What's that guy's name on the Reds again? The first four Super Bowls were... AFL, NFL. Oh. And where were they played, Eddie? Oh, gosh. One was in Miami. uh, Pasadena? No. No, the Coliseum. Uh, Coliseum. Then Miami. And I think Miami again. And I forget where four was. Wow. Louisiana Superdome. I feel like they always got the Super Bowls when I was a kid. It was like always in the Superdome. Well, they got several of them. Yeah. And they continue to get Super Bowls. Superdome and the Coliseum out there in L.A. Once they started building new stadiums, that yeah. changed. Right. Then they started promising stadiums. Minnesota. Remember yep. that? that? Minnesota. Was great, that was a great Super Bowl. Detroit got. That's where Eddie almost died. Yeah. The great the, MetLife Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, too bad it was not a day later. Eight hours away from a complete catastrophe. Yeah. Oh, that would have been for awesome. The fans. Come on, that would have been awesome. You're right. We that, that's that weather was it was 70 degrees at kickoff, and we had uh, you know snow at 6 a.m. The first weird city I remember. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.